You're listening to the Naughty Rude Show podcast, Sin's place for all things sex, health, relationships, and identity. So, so, so scandalous. Hi, guys. How y'all doing? Welcome back to the Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation. My name is Jay, and I'm here with Carlin and Amaret. It's good to be back. It is good to be Mm. back. It's good to see you again. Yeah, it's been a while. And uh, my pronouns are they, them, theirs. And I'm in a relationship with two beautiful people, and I'm 23 years old. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be the oldest person here. That's fine. So we'll start with that. Just do so, it. <laughs> just get it out there. Swoosh. Um, so my pronouns are hers, and um, I'm 25. I'm really bad with pronouns. So I'm like, those are the ones, yeah, I swear. Good. Um, I'm single, and I'm bisexual, and I love being on the Naughty Root Show. <laughs> oh, that's really sweet. That is lovely. Um... Yeah, I'm Colin. I'm 23 at last check. I don't oh check God, that I often. am the oldest. I assume I'm 23. Um, <laughs> Pretty sure. I identify as male, um, male pronouns generally. I'm bi. It's, it's he, him, his. Yeah, he, him, his, those yeah. ones. I don't really mind, but if you're going to get specific. Um, <laughs> bi slash pan, depending on who you are and the conversation we're having at the time. Um, I'm in a fairly committed long-term relationship with a wonderful woman currently. Shout out to you, Jasmine. I love that you always do that. She's the best. She's, she's reason, pretty cool. She's the reason I'm here. I got to meet her the other day. She's pretty cool. Oh, she's Everyone listening needs to know that. Yeah. Um, yeah, what do we got coming up on the show? Oh, man. So many, what, so many, what so many. A things. week. I Australia know. voted yes. Oh, I'm tearing up just thinking about it. Exciting. I was crying the whole day. Oh, yeah. I, I cried in my bed. Because I woke up at 10 and I was like, oh, I better put on the announcement. Yeah. <laughs> Three minutes later. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I woke up at 9.30 and even that was like too early. My girlfriend woke up at 7.30 in the morning and just wow. spent like wow. two and a half hours watching the news. That and is I dedicated. Was like, oh, I couldn't handle that. I, I just slept until 12 and I was like, oh, this is amazing. Just yeah. wake up and... Wah! It's there. It's right in there. Your face. Just oh, tears of joy. The whole day. All at work. It was really mm. embarrassing. It was great. I loved it. It was great. I went to work and I'm like, I'm so excited. And everyone was like, yeah, it's the best day ever. And everyone was just so nice about it. And I was like, oh, God, I'm so glad to have you as co-workers and not dickheads. Absolutely Ooh. lovely. So, yeah, we're talking about what a wonderful week it's been for um, queer people nationwide. Yeah, marriage uh, equality. Marriage Good. equality. Yes, Australia said yes. Um, now we just have to, I guess, one of the things that we're talking about today is we have to figure out what's going to happen next and what people are going to do about it because this isn't yeah. the end necessarily. It's a good step. Mm. I think people have sort of... Yeah. C- closed it off at this really good step. They're like, yes, we finally got it. Is this good enough? It's not really good enough. You also went to yeah. Sexpo this week. I did go to Sexpo. I'm going to talk about that a bit later on the show. That's so exciting. It was really exciting. So mm-hmm. engaging. I had a lovely time. Bought a lot of stuff. You bought a lot of stuff. I sure did. I think that's the point. You'll hear all about it. And we're also talking about Transgender Day of Remembrance, which is an annual event um, tomorrow. Mm. It's happening tomorrow on November 20th. And I guess, yeah, I'm going to lead a discussion on some of the finer points of that. Uh, if you want to ask us a question on the show, you can send your questions into the naughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com slash ask and chat to us on Twitter at Naughty Rude. And we have like 996 Facebook likes. So if you look us, Whoa. I know we're so close to a thousand. So if you look us up on Facebook where the Naughty Rude Show and you can chuck us a like yeah. and maybe we'll make it to a thousand on air. That would be incredible. Yeah. Are we going to listen to a tune? Yeah, let's sort of a tune, man. Yeah. Which one? Uh, what are we doing? What are we doing? Um, is this Cub Sport to lead us off? It is Cub Sport. I love oh, Cub Lord. Sport. What a, what a beautiful 
opening track. But we're talking about um, the yes vote straight up because mm. I'm too excited to talk about anything else. Um, it's Again, I'm tearing up just thinking about it. <laughs> you feel every, sad? Every time. Uh, yeah, I mean, sad and relieved. I mean, it's like, you know, when you've passed that first baton. You're, like, you're running a relay back in, like, primary school sports. You're running a relay and you've just passed the baton to the first person. You're like, okay, my part's done, but there's a lot of that race to go. I was an egg and spoon kid. Uh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and, um, I mean, I failed at the sack race, guys, so I don't know what. I'm still covered in eggshell. Like, uh, how about you? Yeah, I've, I've, I do feel like we've got a long way to go. This is just the hopefully like the tip of the iceberg, and then like everything follows on from it. But from what we've seen, basically from the no camp, literally right after. Uh, that's not looking so I, I couldn't even look. Like, I, I saw, like, all of the news stuff, and I was like, Lyle Shelton says this, and I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm turning off yeah. my phone for the rest of the day. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know that slippery slope they always talk about. It's like, oh, this is a slippery slope to this or this, and this. I'm sitting there like, those are all things that I kind of really want. I want to get on this slippery slope. Is this a ride I can take? Like, let's go down that path and unlock all of these crazy things that are like oh yeah we're gonna have acceptance of like other genders excellent yeah Yeah. oh sounds great good lord could we imagine if people accepted that people were transgender like yeah someone was actually telling me the other day um they were like oh yeah my mum voted yes but then she started going on about the hannah mouncey decision with the afl women's football thing so there's a transgender woman that was barred from playing in the afl women's league yeah and she's saying but that's too much you know kind of thing like that's a bit far and Mm. it's like we gotta i don't know for me it's just like i there's a damper on it being like i have to bear in mind even though it's like a great result and 61.6 people think you know marriage equal marriage is a great idea a lot of those 61.6 percent still think being trans is a bad idea and i'm like yeah "Mm." I mean, that hurts. You're always going to get so many mixed reviews when it's literally yes or no. There's no shades of. Yeah, yeah. It's a really nuanced. I, I guess like for that, for that thing alone, I'm like glad it was just yes or no. I wouldn't want to hear the That's rest true. of it. That's true. Yeah, know? just like it turns into a preferential voting system, and you got all these ballot boxes, and you're ticking them. I would like that. I know I would not like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Did you celebrate the next day on uh, National Gay Hangover Day on Thursday? <laughs> <laughs> Let's make it. It's our thing. We'll Surely that should now. be a holiday. I, I celebrated it in style by like not getting out of bed until about 1 p.m. That's and, amazing. And then when I got up, I just did it to do a CD Macca's run. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, I was wrecked. Mm. As you would be. Well, I finished work at 10 p.m. on Wednesday. Goodness. So I did not go out after that. Because you're tired. I was so tired. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the next day I had work again, so I didn't have any fun, but I did did have fun being like to my coworkers like, Hey, hey, I mean, for for many people, every day is going to be a celebration here on out. Mm. A lot of happy people. Especially when they broadcast, like, I'm hoping like total live stream of like the very first gay, gay wedding, uh, wedding (laughs) of people who are, yeah, yeah. And uh, I I want that to have, I want that to be a thing. Does same sex, like, does the term same sex gross anyone else out? Yeah. I don't even know how to address this anymore. (laughs) I was was just like, can't people call it marriage equality? It's just marriage equality. Marriage equality. Marriage equality. Like, that's, stop it. That's what it is. Stop, stop. 
Amaret said it enough times, guys. Amaret's yeah, tired. stop it. Yeah. <laughs> what were you gonna say? I I I have just I'm at this point now where I'm like, oh, there's so many just different ways. I've heard so many people call it so many different things. Gay marriage, and I'm like, oh, that's not quite right. You're not. You're, mm. you're so nearly there. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not right. Same sex is closer, but still not quite good enough. Yeah. Marriage equality is really covering, but that sort of dips into those gender issues, I guess. It's one of those things where it's like marriage equality, in quotes, isn't necessarily like a thing that we're going to even get at this stage, where it's like if you're talking about... I guess, in the true sense of the term. You know, gender not mattering in marriage. Yeah. Um, it's the kind of thing where it's like, for example, in the in the Patterson bill that's been put forward, which... I keep telling myself is not a real threat. Like, everyone's like, it's just kind of a... Well, Turnbull seems to think it's not a real threat. trying to make a point. Turnbull's not very smart, so... (laughs) He's been wrong so far. Amaret goes on national radio and confirms, Turnbull, not very smart. Yeah, not very smart. takes. But, yeah, I I probably agree with you. you I go back and forth between thinking he's, like, really not that... Like not that clever, or blinded by his own ego, or whatever. Or he's like too clever, and he's a bit of an evil genius. Like Patterson. Oh, he's no, just no, no, like um, Turnbull. Oh, Turnbull. Yeah. He sure. can't. He can't get his own party together, <laughs> and he's just terrible. He has mis- He has management problems. He can't manage people. Yeah, but um, the Patterson bill is really interesting because it talks a lot about gender in relation to marriage, which was yeah. something I was concerned about. Is introducing the idea of a reasonable belief being that gender is determined determinable at birth um basically by checking the sex of a baby and then determining gender from that which is troubling for me uh, i'm like that's not a thing that i should be refused service for i don't understand how they can even test that Uh, i need to see your birth certificate well bitch i changed it it doesn't work like that in real life it's it's just like are you are you queer looking yeah yeah Uh, yeah sure Mm. yeah Yeah, that's pretty much. That's pretty much how it works. It's just like, oh, you look trans. Get out of here. Yeah, but then if if they did say get out of here, then you can like sue them back because you can be like, well, I'm I'm not. So you've refused me on this particular grounds, which is incorrect. Therefore, you've refused me right of service. Therefore, you've discriminated against me because I am not trans or whatever. And then that person just loses their whole business. Well, yeah, exactly. That's that's fucking bullshit, and that's not okay. But yeah. Um, I, just, I don't think that it can be... It's just not probable or even conceivable as a law, as something to be enshrined in law. It just doesn't make any sense. Well, it goes against current anti-discrimination legislation as well, which yeah. is why people think it's probably not going to be passed as when they're saying, like, it'll roll back rights for queer people. It's, like, in a whole different way... In a whole bunch of different ways, it's, like, how do mm. we... Um, there's definitely a, a bit in it that was constitutionally unviable where it was like people can pull their children out of school if they feel like they're being taught something yeah, yeah. that conflicts with their their beliefs basically so it was just like an, a bit of anti-safe schools which is a funny thing to crop up in a in a marriage equality legislation <laughs> in a piece of well, legislation they to shove it into everything else yeah. so yeah, i wasn't well, too the, surprised that's the funny thing is like i feel like the yes campaign was always like this is just about marriage it's just about marriage and it's like for, yeah. well for them it's clearly not about that it's about a no. whole bunch of other things yeah yes yeah boys not wearing dresses at school is <laughs> a boys then, yeah. wearing dresses is mandatory now by the way <laughs> yeah. after the postal survey yeah just want everyone to know that yeah i feel like their their whole stick was yeah that slippery slope thing like oh, if we create more acceptance through accepting gay people getting married 
um, then that's going to mean that we're going to have all these other things happening that people are going to have to be okay with. And it's like, yep, great news, excellent. Let's let's. I, I want the slippery slope as well. I want my my boys and dresses. I fucking high five those guys when I see them, like the little kids going down the street. I'm like, yes, you get a high five and you get a high five and you get a high five. There's not usually that many, but yeah, my sister sent me a picture like four weeks ago of a her cisgender bisexual boyfriend in a dress and I was like this is wonderful um, <laughs> the youth are, are good yes, and they're, they're on the right track and I love them I'm also the youth but like the youthier youth the, you know, the 19 year olds yeah, yeah. I great. feel like you guys still fit in that category shush yeah <laughs> anyway um, we're all kind of excited it feels like it's kind of being tempered by a few different things it really is. Yeah. When yeah, we just spoke about all that discrimination stuff, I was like, mm, that's really sad now. This is literally a never-ending... Yeah. ...never-ending debate. We'll yeah. get that. I don't understand how you can... How people in good conscience can add discrimination into law under the guise of freedom of speech. That's my... Yeah, well, we don't have a legally enshrined right to freedom of speech in no, the Australian... No, I didn't think we did. We don't have a Bill of Rights, or and it's not in the Constitution. So yeah. when people go off about free speech in this context, I'm just a little bit like, mm, don't you have better things to be worrying about? Like, <laughs> there are other areas in which um, free speech could be protected much more efficiently and probably more so. Like, we have some of the worst defamation legislation in the Western world. It hasn't been updated since 2006, 2007, which is pre-Facebook. Um, so wow. Yeah, yeah. So pre-social media defamation legislation. Um, for for comparison, the UK updated theirs in 2012. So good on them. Um, we're like we have like legal tourism in Australia around defamation. So that's definitely a freedom of speech issue. <laughs> um, if you wanna, if you uh. wanna really get into it with me, but we're kind of getting off topic. So I reckon we should throw forward to a song. We've got. This wonderful track that was shared with me today that I hadn't heard, but I'm really glad I have now. It's called A Waste of Approximately $122 Million, and it's by the band Good Boy, and I'm very proud of those guys. All right, you're back on Sin Nation with the Naughty Rude Show. My name is Jay, I'm here with Amaret and Carlin, and you just heard Yes, Yes, Yes by Foxy Shazam, and before that, uh, Good Boy's A Waste of Approximately $122 Million, which is specifically... What You're Thinking, a song about the postal survey that we just discussed. So good. It was so good. Um, now we're going to do our Tumblr questions. Some Tumblr questions. We love it when you guys send us Tumblr questions. Because if, you, if you, there's just literally anything you want answered, we'll answer it. I mean, in due course, I You suppose. can send them in anonymously to the thenaughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com slash ask. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Hit the button. What's the most awkward thing to have happened to you guys during sex? That is a tough oh. question. I've had so it's much a real awkward hum- sex. Humility thing as well, I guess. Well, sort of owning up. We spoke about. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, we spoke about virginity um, last, last week. week. Yeah. yeah, and I. Um, let it be known that I was what people term a late bloomer in the virginity stakes. Um, and the very first time I had um, sex, I was like, oh, I need to tell this, like, I need somehow to get this out so they know, like, don't, to not freak out. And um, so I, I just said, oh, you know, just so you know, I haven't gone the whole nine yards yet. And um, he's like, oh, yeah, no, that's, that's totally, that's fine. That's, that's cool. And then obviously we got further and further to the sex. 
and um, no sex, no penetration. <laughs> we were all we were all good to go, <laughs> and then suddenly he just like he looks really awkward, and I was like, oh, it's, what's? Uh, oh, have I done something wrong? Like, do I look stupid? Like, I'm sure I'm fine right now, and uh, he's like, mm. ah. And I was like, what, what is it? And he's like, oh, I've gone soft. I was like, okay. <laughs> and it was just like this like oh, two-minute thing of baby. getting him back up to peak performance. Um, cause he two was minutes so, isn't bad. He was so nervous. That's, yeah, I mean, he was that's... very quickly to get back up to where he needed to be. But um, oh, two to five minutes. But I'm being nice. And, um, yeah, he was just he was so nervous about it. And mm. um, he'd said he'd been with a couple of other people who had been virgins, but... Clearly, he was still a bit awkies about it. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm so glad you weren't here last week to say that. Uh, We had such a tender episode about mm. how you don't have to until you're ready, and now you're here like, slay. (laughs) Oh, God. What is virginity? No, let's worry about that another time. last week's podcast. Yeah. It's on Spotify, Omni, and iTunes if you want to give that a hit us up. Yeah, because we're doing such a great job at content. (laughs) We are. Yeah. No. Um, awkward during sex. I uh, I didn't even talk about this last week, but I had a near miss um, when I was looking into losing my virginity. I, looking into losing I was looking into it. I was doing my phrase. research and um, I, had a, I had a friend who I was in a band with. Um, oh. Yeah, who had a girlfriend. Um, and we were, we had like this thing going on and, you know, it was getting pretty hot and heavy one day and we were in my room and I was like all right this is it we're doing the thing you know like the bra comes off and like the clothes come off and then I saw his um dick and I was like there's no way that's gonna fit inside me (laughs) like I was like 16 and I was like there's what the heck like I don't think I I hadn't seen like too many real life human penises at that stage and I just saw it like and I was like "Mm mm-mm Put your clothes back on. We're not doing this. <laughs> so that was pretty awkward. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, not an awkward thing. That's a thing. really great story of consent as yeah. well, guys. Yeah, it was really... It was nice mm. that... I don't know. Like, I don't want to be, like, too grateful that he, you know, didn't push forward <laughs> with it. Sure. Um, but he didn't make me feel guilty or try and, like, pressure me or anything. He was just like, oh, okay. He was a virgin just as a well. So he's just like, oh, yep, cool. No pressure. Sure. <laughs> no worries. Um, what about you? Um... I mean, the list is endless. I've had almost every <laughs> awkward run in. The most recent one, which I have talked about on the show before, actually, was uh, recently just having sex far too loudly. And then afterwards, just like, I'm just going to check my phone, see what's going on. Just a massive text from my mum being like, please, for the love of God, be just a little bit. Holy crap. Oh, wow. Oh and I was no! Like, well, if I'd seen oh this dear! Fifteen minutes earlier, maybe it could have done something about it. But I'm not gonna you're like, Mum, I'm a gentleman. I don't check my phone during <laughs> sex. <laughs> yeah. like, check my phone. Hold on, I gotta see if I got any likes. Guys. I had, I had a partner who was new at the time, like new to me, kind of thing. Sure. Um, we were maybe three or four weeks into the relationship. Answer his phone during sex because he thought it was gonna be really funny. Um, and I, it, wow. it was kind of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so I, um, I planted gotcha. one of my feet firmly on his chest and just kicked him. <laughs> like I just like pushed oh. him off. Um, and so he's like lying there with his head off the end of the bed, still talking on the phone to like his mate being like, oh, hey, yeah, like, how are you going? And like, and I'm like, this is so rude. That's... Like I was miffed. Oh, I yeah. Yeah, no. It was I'd a bit really funny, pissed. but it was also like a bit like you dickhead. 
Yeah, don't do that. It's rude. <laughs> Did you get back to it when it was done with this conversation and you were like, nah. we're done now? No, no, no. I was, I was a long way from being still in the mood. Oh, yeah. Mm. But that was, I guess that would have been awkward for him in retros- retrospect. It wasn't that awkward for me. Sure. All right. I'm going to throw this next question over to the two of you. Um, being uh, a man without a vagina at any point in my life. Um, and it's how do I get rid of cum once he finishes inside me? And why does no one talk about this part of sex? And you know what? I just assumed that it was a vaginal question. Could easily be anal. True. Um, well, anal's pretty hard. I haven't, I haven't done anal, but I know friends who have, and they're like, this is not coming out anytime soon. So, they've struggled. When you have calm in your bum, yeah, you get it out. That's an amazing mm. rhyme. Yeah. Um, Sorry. <laughs> I feel like there's natural processes in place for removing stuff from that end of your body. I mean, yeah, like, I guess I've been sort of run through what to do if you have a condom break, which is a little different. Sure. So you yeah. just kind of, like, that's a little bit of a more, like, because this person's also specified in their question that they are, like, kind of using safe sex and they're protected from being pregnant. Um, and I'm assuming this is with, like, a partner that they've known for a while, so it's not, like, a risky situation. But, yeah, like, if it's just, like, uncomfortable, and I know what you mean, it is bad. Like, it's a bad feeling to finish having sex and then have all this sticky goop mm-hmm. up inside yeah. you. It's, it's I not... I imagine some people like it. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, totally. Like, it's it's fine to also be into that. And, I like, there's there's been times when I've been into it and there's been times where I'm like, mm, I regret this. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, it's so hot in the moment and then afterwards you're like, ah, <laughs> it's just, like, slowly <laughs> oozing out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm assuming that's what the, the asker is, is asking about. Pop, pop in the shower and... Yeah, like, well, what you're supposed to do if a condom breaks is you go to the bathroom as soon as you can, you go to the toilet, and um, you urinate if you can, which you're supposed to do after sex anyway, so that you don't get a UTI, and then you kind of use your fingers to kind of, like, like put inside the canal and just kind of, like, flick out everything that you can, Um, and then, of course, use an emergency contraception method of some kind, or, but, yeah, if if a condom breaks and you're really worried about it, you just kind of, like... Basically, just try and dig it out gently, but just trying to flick it out. I mean, there's also the option of just, like, if it's that uncomfortable and frustrating of a feeling to just ask your partner not to do that anymore. (laughs) Just be like, hun, like, you know, come on my chest or my butt or whatever. Like, you know, I, I used to do that. Like, I used to use, like, a method of contraception with one partner and then also use the withdrawal method just because... It was more fun. Extra, yeah, well, yeah, it was like, you know, you kind of, um, you have like that big finish to the, and, you know, maybe I, it's I a bit pornified or whatever, but it's it's fun, you know, to have that sort of like extra thing. It's a lot easier to clean up, I think. Yeah. It is. Than just having That's like a big external. wet patch underneath your um, hips. <laughs> um, underneath your downstairs. I think a part of the question is not necessarily if it's like a you don't like it sort of thing it's like if you do like it then what how do you clean do you just you dig it out do you just go to the bathroom do you like just get sanitary wipes yeah go to, get in the shower do some kegels push it out oh yeah yeah, yeah. get those pelvic floor yeah I get, yeah going. pilates is your best friend go jump on a trampoline if you've got one skip and rope <laughs> no i don't no that's not 
I, I haven't used a skipping rope recently enough to be able to say. It's good exercise, I know that much. <laughs> it's good cardio. If you can do, if you can skip rope somewhere naked, I... If you've been starfishing, get get on that skipping rope because you didn't get your cardio from having sex. Uh, um, Alright, last question for this round of questions. What are the signs for you guys that someone is the one? Okay. Mm. The one question mark? Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> throw this ball into your pie. I don't wanna sound jaded, but I don't as as you want. believe in the one at all. Sure. Like I think there's There's gonna be multiple ones. Yeah, there's so many Sometimes ones. at the same time. Yeah, people get, you know, divorced and find love later in life and unfortunately like, you know, people have partners who pass away and it's yeah. never nice thinking about what you do in that situation, but there are people who move on from that and, you know, they think they've found the one and then something happens and then they're not the one anymore and they can go and find someone else. And it's a lot more complicated than that. And definitely, I would say, it's unlikely, if you're our age, that you're going to find the one at this stage anyway. Sure. Like, my aunt and uncle um, started dating in high school when they are like, 15, 16, and they've been married for, like, 20 years but mm. they have the rest of their lives to figure out if each other are the one <laughs> you know like if that's what people Part are thinking yeah if that's what people are thinking that it is and, and I don't want to like I guess crap on anyone who's like this person is my soulmate because that's yeah. a really powerful thing and I don't want to yuck anyone's yum by saying that's not a thing but this yeah I, well, I was just going to say you got to just be really open to the idea that no love is the same love like you know if you love a multitude of different people that's not it's going to be a different experience every time because you're different people and it's like yeah. a totally different sort of thing so you're just going to be open to like you know you're capable of a lot of different kinds of love and mm. just because one person is a really sort of intense love doesn't mean that a different love is not around the corner that's very philosophical yeah so i don't think there's any love. like signs i don't think it's like ah oh, i got this one specific feeling that every single person gets when they've found their one. Like, there's there's, no there's nothing like that. Stomachy butterfly thing. You yeah. Get a lot, but it's not, there's, it's never the same. there's never the romantic movie epiphany yeah. type situation <laughs> where you have the, the big airport. kiss. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then you're like, oh, this person's my forever and I'm going to chase them to the ends of the earth. Everybody's like, dancing at the end of the movie and the credits roll. And yeah. Oh, good. They're going to get married. And yeah. you're like, yes, sequel. I like that all of those movies end with people getting together. because yeah, right. <laughs> like, It's like, yes, that was the goal of this, for everybody to get together. Yeah. Some of my favourite movies start with breakups, you know? Yeah. That's sometimes a more interesting time to be alive. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you, know. you, you can't be true self. We're, we're getting away from this a little bit, guys. But <laughs> we're on to movies now. When you're on your own. <laughs> Uh, I don't like I don't like that thought at all. <laughs> uh, I think too real, if you're trying to figure out if the person that you're with is going to be your forever, if that's how you see it, um, I think that you need to take the time to think about it yourself and to look deep inside yourself and, and consider your feelings. Yeah, and if you're thinking about getting, like, making a long-term commitment to someone or like thinking about being with them for the rest of your life, that's fine. Like, that's also, like, a way that we've all been brought up to function and it's a perfectly, you know, fine goal to pursue. But think about things like, 
if you're committing that hard and you're like, okay, we're moving in together, we're getting engaged, we're getting married, we're having kids, we're spending the rest of the time, like, do you pay attention to the technical details? Do they leave their stuff flying around? Do they manage their money properly? Like, are they going to be a good life partner? Kind of thing. Like, if you're looking at having the one there, like, don't let reality interfere with the way that you feel about them, but do, like, just take take stock of yeah. who they are as a person and how responsible you think they're going to be if you do start going into commitment and things like that. And take your time. Don't rush. I think that's the one... The, the biggest thing I've seen is that you've gone too hard too fast. Give yourselves time to settle. And especially when you move in and stuff, don't rush from moving into now we're going on a holiday, <laughs> now we're coming back from the holiday, now we're getting married, now we're planning our wedding. Yeah. That's a year away. And now after that, we're going to have kids, we're going to get a bigger house. That's the next plan. Then we're going to do a family trip. Having like, big just plan. relax. I've, I've definitely you hold people before. Though. <laughs> I've definitely been like, hi, we've been dating for a month. I live in your house now, but... Um it's not ideal. You need to, like, really get to know someone before you know whether or not they're... Not even the one, like, someone you want to commit a lot of time to. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, look, on the other end of the scale, divorce is always an option. So if it doesn't work <laughs> yeah. out, guys, you can pull the plug at any point. It's very messy, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, the, the option is there. It's like a emergency... That's, that's also... If you really have to, probably... <laughs> If you, if you could avoid it, yeah. sure, but, you know. Cool. That's another thing that needs to be considered as well. Consider all choices. That's all I say. Well, let's jump forward to a song. This is Say Yes to Me by Surfer Blood. And you're listening to Sin Nation. Welcome back to the Naughty Root Show on Sin Nation. I'm Jay. I'm here with Amaret and Carlin. And we are talking a little bit about Carlin's trip to Sexpo yeah. this weekend. Yesterday. Yesterday. That was so exciting. It was really, really fun. I'm so glad. I I didn't get to hang around for quite as long as I would have liked to have hung around. There were some really, really cool performances. The amateur strip was what I was most looking forward to because I just like general public people getting up there and giving it a good go. Did you amateur strip? I I would have had I stuck around, strongly considering working out a routine for next year. Really? It would be great. Why not? That would be so cool. It's a great platform to do it. Amory, you've been before. I have, yeah. Did you do the amateur strip? I didn't, know. I went as part of Naughty Root, actually. Um, We did Media Pass, so we got to talk to, like, a lot of the storeholders, especially people who'd been there for, like, a really long time. It was really cool to talk to them about how it had evolved and changed um, over the years. Um, And then, obviously, we went to, you know, the ladies' lounge and all that sort of stuff because we were all ladies. Um, And we went there and had a little bit of that, and we spoke to one of the ladies from... Uh, what's it called again? Housewives of Melbourne. I don't know who she is. Okay. No, literally no idea, but we spoke to her for yeah. a little bit. Um, so we, we were basically more observing than, than taking part. Hmm. Did you take part in anything that wasn't the amateur strip that you didn't take part in? I observationally took part in a lot of things <laughs> that occurred that day. Um, I saw a lot of stuff, I man. I saw a lot of stuff, man. Yeah. yeah, and look, it is all very... I Again, at the top of this, I'm going to put it's very two genders about it all because that's that's really easy... Very heterosexual. Di- very easy to digest heterosexual stuff. That being yeah. said, I went to a really amazing talk on swinging that was very across-the-board inclusive of everybody that I thought was really lovely. Cool. Um, 
a lot of really great exhibitors, a lot of really interesting, it was amazing to see porn stars in person. That was really interesting. Ron Jeremy was there. What? I saw the man in the flesh. That was a, a weird, I, I was looking at him like, this is a very strange thing. Like, you've done all of the porn. (laughs) You've made all of the porn, and now you're here. This is so strange. He just looked a bit tired, you know? He's just sort of standing around doing his thing, but... He's got to be old now. He's he's getting there. He looks great for a man of his age, but um, overall, it was very... just so positive. It's really interesting getting... uh, Like, because you'd have, like so many different brands that were represented you have salespeople from those brands and then those salespeople trying to sell you sex toys like oh yeah you're gonna enjoy it for these reasons and these reasons and i'm like isn't that the, what's the point of sex toys right it's to enjoy it. like why wouldn't i enjoy it if i'm not enjoying it like what's the so it's like one of those things where it's like this is specifically around pleasure so why are you trying to like they're not describing the specific kinds of pleasure they're just like it's super pleasurable it's like i know it's a sex toy that's the point of it like try harder yeah there's like every i mean obviously there's going to be like the whole range like the whole gamut of anything you could like imagine from like crazy fetish stuff up to the most vanilla things but it was really just the the broad selection the same in person i mean it's one thing you know browsing love honey for nine hours a day getting really into all of the sex toys on there but to see him in person and actually like engage with salespeople, people also positive lovely people cool that's I mean, yeah it was, it was just a heck of a lot of fun that's Guys, nice. I bought so much stuff. I did not <laughs> anticipate. We went there, my girlfriend and I, and we're like... Christmas okay. presents or...? Uh, birthday present, one of them. Nice. Yeah. Um, which I'm so excited about. I won't go into graphic detail because it's great. But um, just went in there with like, okay, this is the base level stuff we're going to get. And just ended up with like bags of stuff. Just like, okay, I guess we need this now as well. And this and this and this. And it's like just barrel rolls. And I'm like, oh. I guess we're not the people we thought we were when we walked in. Yeah. Um, that's um. That's really cool that you like kind of learn something about yourselves as well. Like it's cool to be able to do that with a partner. I think is yeah. just like engage in a full day. Like, did you notice there were many couples there or? Uh, heaps of couples. It's hard at those events to sort of decipher who's with who and who's doing what. And there's just so many individual people there and so many groups of there was a lot of groups of uh you know young women there that i was like okay it's really cool that you got each other i could never do this with my friends but (laughs) i'm glad that you guys got each other um yeah no it was really great to go there with uh, a partner um to sort of just be like hey what about this and like no maybe not but what about this and you're like yeah okay sure that (laughs) it's just a really great platform to be sort of like really broadly exposed to a lot of stuff yeah definitely um I um, can't imagine what I'd go for. Like, I'm not a big shopping person, I guess. So I've always seen it as this really, like, retail, sex retail industry Mm. thing. And I'm just, I don't know. I guess I'd go if, like, a porn star I really wanted to meet was there. Yeah, sure. No, I I, I, I totally understand that. Um, Like Buck Angel or something. I I, I don't even know why I went, to be honest. I remember when I first (laughs) got with my girlfriend, I made a very distinct point of being like, not really into the whole sex toy thing and now I'm like oh the, the best things ever it just gets to a point where you're like alright awesome 
Well, I think um, it's the cool story. <laughs> I, I just go next year, guys. I'll be doing the amateur strip. You guys can see me. <laughs> go, on, yes. go to Sexpo next year and see Carlin doing the amateur strip. Um, I think we're going to throw forward to another song. Um, and you guys can send us in a Tumblr question for upcoming segments if you want to. Yes, please do. We want all the questions. The Naughty Show.tumblr.com forward slash ask. I got through that. <laughs> or I can never do it. Yeah, chat to us on Twitter at Naughty Rude. Okay, this is Closer by Tegan and Sarah. This one is a little... Uh, you might, If you might have... Some, it is about eating disorders. So if you have any uh, issues with eating disorders, if maybe you have a friend or yourself um, have ever had experience with disordered eating and that upsets you, um, feel free to tune out for the next... Five, eight Five minutes? to ten minutes, yeah. 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 Um, and also you can call Lifeline if you're feeling upset on 131114, that's 13 11 14, or you can call Beyond Blue on 1300 224636. Yeah, we want you to feel safe. This is a safe space. Um, so I'm going to launch into the question now, so if you'd like to tune out, go ahead. The question is, my friend isn't doing too well with an eating disorder at the minute and refuses to get any help. She won't listen to me when I tell her I'm concerned because she doesn't see it as an issue. Her partner doesn't seem to realise that she is physically fading away every time I see her and is mentally and emotionally deteriorating. What can I do? What do we think? It's rough, man. It's so hard to talk to people about this behaviour because they don't... Like, I went through this... Um, and I was about 18, 19. And if you try to say, like, if you try to use the line of like, well, I'm your friend and I've known you for a while and I know that you're like much skinnier than you used to be and I don't think it's healthy or whatever. Like, I just had this narrative in my mind that I was like a chubby kid, even though I wasn't. I was a pretty like normal weight kid. Um, and then I'm like, no, no, no. I've just like, you know, shed a whole bunch of baby fat, basically. Like, I'm, I'm fine. This is a healthy weight. This is my normal weight that I'm supposed to be kind of thing, even though... I weighed, I had a BMI of like 16, um, and it's supposed to be in that like 18 to 25 range. And yeah, I did not weigh very much and you could see a lot of my bones through my skin. Um, so yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know who could have helped me. I think I, I am very angry at a lot of the people who didn't say anything, but maybe they did. And I just didn't hear it because it's one of those things where when you're in that headspace, it just, everything seems normal. Yeah, absolutely. You, you sort of delude yourself in a lot of ways into thinking what you're doing is like no, you know, like no. This is a, like a like a dietary choice or like yeah. a, this is something that I really want to embark on. Um, in my experience, when I sort of put various people through this as me being a disordered eating person, um, was that people started to notice and they're like, "Can't you an idiot? Wait." Just <laughs> eating nothing all the time. You're just like boiling a carrot in the morning and then eating that for the whole day. You know, that's not good. And I'm like, yeah, but it's fine. And I like rationalize it this way or that way. And it ended up just them cooking my meals for me. A friend just being like, I would just always be with them and then just like cook me meals and be like, well, I mean, I made this for you and they guilted into eating. I'd be like, oh, fine. I guess I'll, I'll find for you. I'll eat it. Yeah. Um, so that was sort of a. I feel like for a lot of people, though, it'd be harder. But that would that really worked for me. It was just a really, really sympathetic, I'm making your food for you. Yeah, and it's nice that you had someone there to kind of like... I felt like I had people around who are reinforcing that behavior. Sure. Like, I was 
with someone who I was in a relationship with them. We were living together and they would kind of reinforce that behavior where they wouldn't encourage me not to eat, but they saw like an old photo of me one time and they were like, oh, who's that? Like it was like from the back and I was on the beach in a bikini and they were like, oh, who's that? And I'm like, that's me. And they were like, wow, you were fat. And I'm like, I weighed like 60 kilos in that photo. Oh, wow. (laughs) Like, which is not by anyone's like, no matter how short you are, that's not really that it's overweight. Like a very reasonable weight. Yeah, and so I like it was just like a mentality. Like it was kind of like nothing specific, but it was really in a soup of like just thinking, oh no, this is it's normal to be this skinny. Like we were both really skinny. Sure. Um, and, and again, you, you did speak of that shedding the baby fat thing. You know? Yeah, I, I was convinced that's what I was doing for a long time, but you know, have since put some of it back and I'm like, ah, yeah. I guess that's not what it was. It's not actually baby fat. I don't know if that's even actually a real thing. Um, I think if yeah. you're, it's, it's really common for people our age. I think if you're moving out of home and like your first year that you live out of home, whether you're like 16 or 18 or 22, your first year of living out of home is always really tricky with like learning how to feed yourself and wash your own clothes and pay your bills and like like just all of that taking care of yourself stuff um just getting in a routine of doing it and i think that can just send people down the wrong path a lot of the time i've noticed like most of the people i know who have had disordered eating it's been like the first couple years out of high school or out of home and then they've kind of gotten over it yeah um you know like specifically like anorexia type stuff like not eating sure is it's just like a oh well feeding myself is hard so maybe i won't do it like <laughs> i've definitely been there before just like oh i've got a couple of meals for the whole week for myself or i could buy food but that's expensive i'm like i just drink 10 cups of coffee a day and then i'll sort something out when i get home and then you don't and then yeah. you're like well it like, would be I'll easier just to just sleep. not eat yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah if if yeah i don't know what do you tell someone um I had a couple of friends and I, I still have a, um, someone that I knew in high school and I was one of those people who didn't say anything and I didn't know how I felt, I didn't know how she felt. I had a couple of friends who were very similar. We all checked, actually all checked our BMIs one day and I was in the average range and both of my friends were in the underweight category and one of them smoked quite heavily we're about 17 this at this point and she smoked quite heavily and she didn't really eat much and she also just sort of attributed that to her smoking and I thought oh okay but my other friend she didn't do anything like that and she didn't give any reasoning she didn't say anything she told no one I had one friend um who admitted quite and quite frequently stated that she was anorexic um she was a vegan and that was a way that she had used that to get out of eating certain things and um, to progress her disorder and she ended up uh, drinking a lot and she put on a lot of weight through that and that actually helped her <laughs> break through great... that oh, actually no. helped her break through um, her anorexia but Honestly, I, I think that was a little bit of it for me as well yeah. I think I swung from the anorexia branch to the alcoholism branch yeah um. <laughs> and then obviously she had issues with alcohol coming into our last year yeah, of school yeah, as well yeah. but sure. that friend who um, she just didn't say anything she just sat there and was quiet she had a really bad eating disorder and I had no idea and all I thought at that point when I saw that they were so skinny was, oh, why can't I be like that? And I think we all need to be really vigilant that a lot of young girls feel that pressure. Um, 
obviously if your friend's partner doesn't seem to be currently aware that your friend is is going through this but your friend clearly knows and doesn't think it's an issue it might be worth talking to the people around her who care for her um, because you don't want it to get too far I've, I've known people be hospitalized I've known people who have faded away and I know people who have come back stronger than ever before and I but think it's not it's, a fun process it's not yeah. it's really really hard and your friend's gonna have to accept that she needs to work at it and I think you've you've clearly already spoken to her and you're not sure what to do I think the next step is to speak to the people around her and she's not gonna necessarily like you for it she's not gonna thank you really for it compassionate way though you've got to yeah. be you really yeah soft touch but it yeah. is, like, when you speak to her, have a soft touch, but when you speak to the people around her, like... You could be real. Be real, because it is... It's like an addiction. It's like yeah. any... Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's just, um, like, for me, and I've heard other people talk about it in this way as well, it's a lot about control. Yeah. And it's a lot about feeling like you have control over some small part of your life. And that's why so many people who are um, have disordered eating ha- have depression or other relatable mental health issues. Yeah, it's about that. it's about that. And so yeah, try try and help her to get help. If you can't help her to get help, get the people who are around her who are just as close to her or closer to her than you try and get them to get a because sometimes when people are addicted to something they need to go to rehab and they don't want to go like it's yeah. a whole yeah. amy winehouse song <laughs> and that's that's <laughs> they they have that they have rehab for people who have eating and disorders yeah, and it is and it is quite it is possible that if she's shocking. at risk of hospitalization yeah. or if she's fading away that she will need to go and everyone needs to like start making a plan yeah and, with and, or without just, her. and be supportive and, and talk to her, not necessarily about her eating, but just about how things are going for her. Is she stressed? Is she anxious? Sure. You know, get get deeper into how she's feeling because that might actually help her ease some of that tension if she has someone to talk to. Well, there's a root cause. You know, yeah. There's always going to be some sort of like deep seeded root cause for these things and i'm not saying delve into your friend's life and try and <laughs> pull up these things but just be just be conscious that it's not such a surface level thing and that mm. there is some excavation to be done i mean all all eating disorders like other mental health issues um need to be treated to some degree with therapy so that's definitely going to be something that she yeah. if she's doing this like you know i'm not saying she'll need it down the track but like it's quite possible that you know, that'll be helpful for her because if it's about, yeah, trying to have some kind of control over this or even if you see it as an issue and she doesn't, like, if you're right, then, yeah, she probably needs to go to therapy and sort this out before she does herself some damage because you can do permanent lasting damage to your body through starving it. Basically, wither away your muscles and stuff. Not to get too graphic. Now, if you didn't heed the warning at the start and you (laughs) listened to all of that now you're feeling a bit crappy... Um, you can still call Lifeline on 131114 um, or Beyond Blue on 1300 224636 or Kids Helpline on 1800-551800, which is my favorite one because it's so easy to say. There's a lot of great resources out there for you guys. Yeah, check it out. Um, if you, yeah, like just, just if you feel like you need to chat to someone after this. Yeah. And if, if you are someone who might have a friend who 
does have disordered eating and you've sort of listened to what we've had to say but you want some more advice, it's actually really good to call, um, not necessarily Lifeline because people really do need to get through Lifeline, but Kids Helpline and Beyond Blue are actually really, really good. Um, yeah, you can yeah, go to yeah. Black Dog Institute as well. Um, they have a lot of information on eating disorders. That's what they primarily do. Um, so if you're looking for tips and um, thoughts on how you can help your friend, yeah. really good places to go I've been on to. the Beyond Blue forums and they've got like a whole section yeah. They've got um, forums. Yeah, they've got a Great. whole section on eating disorders, so you can go and read what people are talking about there and I stuff. Really like I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I haven't been on that bit of it. I've been on other bits. I've been all all up in the forums, guys. Yeah, I it's love 2008. Forums. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, do your own research, kids. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. But yeah, good luck. I think we I think we're done with that one. Yeah. We're going to pop onto a song. What do we got? Um I'm going to assume that it's Yes by Manic Street Preachers. It is indeed. Welcome back to the Naughty Root Show, guys. Welcome back. You're on Sin Nation. And that was True Trans Soul Rebel by Against Me. And then before that, what are we here? Yes know. by the Manic Street Preachers. Yeah, which is another fantastic tune. They've been great tunes tonight. They're all Yes tunes. Um, yeah. Someone sent me this playlist that was just all songs with yes in the title of them and I kind of went through them today and <laughs> binned a few Love it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like a it was basically the whole playlist was like do you remember that Spotify playlist meme um, that was around a while ago it was just people making Spotify playlists to say a particular thing yes sure. yeah. it's, it's like yeah. back in the day when Facebook first started and everybody's making those weird like yeah. like pages like if you oh yeah peels on oranges you know? yeah <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of like that, but it was just like, yes, 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 on, oh, the, <laughs> on the playlist. Like, all of the songs were titled Yes. So that one was a banger. Um, and I'm going to talk a little bit now about tomorrow. Very important day. Because we had... Wednesday was a very important day, and then yesterday was Sexpo, which is cool. And yeah. then tomorrow is Transgender Day of Remembrance. Um, yeah. Which is... Yeah, it's an annual day of... Just remembering trans people that have died because they, like, not because, but were victims of anti-trans violence and died as a result of that. Um, is, yeah. Is it a recognised day in this country? A recognised day. It's an international day. So it's kind of like, you know, Ida Hobbit, like the yeah. international day against homophobia, biphobia and transphobia. Yes. Like. So, so it's kind of like, a, it's not a... It's it's one of those like trans awareness week, bisexual awareness week, trans day of remembrance. But it's been going for quite a while. Okay. Um, it's been established since the nineties, I think. And it was originally established in the US, but it's celebrated all over the world, or marked. The occasion is marked. Yes. Yeah. Um. It's um. Yeah, I don't know. It's important to remember the lives and passing of trans people. It was founded by um transgender advocate um, Gwendolyn Ann Smith to honour the memory of Rita Hester who's a trans woman that was killed in 98 so um, it has this like really long history with specifically in the US with trans women of colour and, and black trans women because yeah. um, out of all of the trans people on the balance trans women are usually a lot more visible sort of in society yeah. because it's much more normal for a uh, a quote-unquote girl to wear pants than it is for a quote-unquote boy to wear a skirt. Sure. Um, so if trans women are out in the world being trans women, it's often um, 
some people see that as an invitation to be violent and that's doesn't make any sense to me (laughs) yeah it's kind of the point of the the day is to um like it's very much centered around trans women because of that reason because they are trans women are the visible they're they're murdered more they get murdered more yeah Wow, I probably should have put a content warning on this one as well. <laughs> I just realised. Um, yeah, guys, if uh, you or someone you know wants to call uh, QLife, which is a LGBTQIA-specific kind of lifeline, uh, they're 1800-184-527. And you can get in touch with Minus18 if you're under 25 and you need some support or headspace. And Minus18, um, one of their former partners, Y Gender, actually has an event coming up tomorrow. Um, right. I guess, yeah, there's there's events around the country that you can attend. Um, it usually takes the form of a candlelight vigil um, and the reading of the names of all of the people who have been, who have passed away during the last year. The last year? Yeah. So um, some some people are reporting, some sources are reporting that in the US this has been the deadliest year on record wow. since the um, Trump inauguration. That doesn't surprise me. Um, but it's also, it's a bit of a sampling error type thing because we haven't been recording this stuff for as long. Uh, um, so there were no known reported incidents of transgender people dying as a result of like this kind of violence in, in Australia this year, um, which is good. But I also am a bit sus about, like, I, I don't the think it's possible that records. we've, yeah, that we've actually hit zero if it's been such a rip a year in the US yeah. um, because we have a culture that's quite analogous to theirs in a lot of ways and gender definitely is v- treated very similarly similarly in both of our societies so I wouldn't see a reason why maybe it's just less guns, who knows it's a very good point <laughs> I mean there seems to be less violence in this country in general I guess is that thing but um, yeah. is there like a recognition so when you die say or when you're murdered is your uh, status as a trans person, is that recorded? Or is that it depends. up for interpretation? Do they go, you know, because when you're born, this is the, the, the ridiculous assigned gender when you're born, is that that sort of same outage when you die? It depends. Um, yeah, like, I think what you're asking is, like, how do people know? Because they could just go, oh, this was just a murdered woman. This well, was that's, just a murdered man. Well, that's what I think might be happening with news reports of murders mm. in Australia. Because yeah. I think, I I don't... We have a much more concentrated media than the US, and we have a much less diverse media. Yeah. And a much, sort of, like, all of the, sort of, LGBTQIA, like, queer media-specific stuff is um, community-run. Um, so they don't have the same, like, associated press, like, news reporting power. Yeah. And so it's one of those things where it's like, I, you're only really known as trans in death if you were known as trans in life. And there's plenty of times where someone who was closeted or someone who just wasn't recognised by the media in their reporting. And also, I think, I'm not sure about this, but I think a lot of our laws around reporting, like, police reports and court cases are a bit tighter than they are in some states in the US. So, like, yeah, for example, absolutely. Florida releases all of their police reports. Um, Florida uh, man does this. Uh, yeah, which is why, like, it's so that's a sampling error as well. It's like, it's not that a whole bunch of crazy stuff goes down in Florida a lot. It's that they have really open freedom of information laws there. Yeah. So journalists can get their hands on more dirt. So, like, I think there's a lot of different factors in that. So, but, um... We don't have any 
current reports, which is good, I guess. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to see it as a positive instead I, of. I, I sound say, like a conspiracy theorist no, when I talk I, about. Over, yeah. Overall, I would say like if if that's what we're indicating at this point, I'm I'm really happy about that. I'm skeptical, but I'm gonna hold hope to that. Yeah, so, that a is true. Indication, yeah. if nothing else. Yeah. So, um, wherever you're listening in Australia. Um, if you are listening to this live, you can go to an event tomorrow on Monday, the 20th of November. Um, there's a candlelit vigil in the evening at Taylor Square in Surrey Hills in Sydney. Um, and there's an evening vigil with um, a live band and speakers in Birdwood Park in Perth, which actually looks really fun. They're going to have like spoken word poetry and stuff. Oh, fantastic. And that one's, yeah, another candlelit vigil. And then tomorrow, um, there's a couple of things here in Melbourne during the day. Uh, there's a Transgender Victoria lunch event at Exhibition Street in the city, and then there's also, like, a Y-Gender event in Carlton um, at 2pm. But, you know, like, I just did a little bit of research before the show, but if you are living somewhere that's not one of those places or you need more details, do you get in touch with your local community organisation? Um, and, you know, like, even if you're heterosexual or cisgender or whatever, it is, like, a nice time to sort of be there to support your friends. Be an ally. Yeah, be an ally, like, um, depending on the event, but if it's, like, a big kind of vigil thing, you know, show up and hear the names and be aware of yeah. things. And, like, it's it's a good time to sort of reach out to people and check if they're okay as well. Um, because, you know, a lot of us do... Like, a lot of trans people do know someone who has passed away in this way or has been... Subject to violence. Uh, yeah, subject to violence, but hasn't been murdered. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it can be. It can be a really big. It's a really big day of, not mourning, but like sort of also like it's a very big day of, of talking about the politics and talking about change and what needs to change. So even being receptive to having those conversations, like not chasing down all your trans friends or your queer friends and being like, explain this to me, <laughs> but be like, it's a day for like being educated, I guess, yeah. and, and to be receptive to new information about like just understanding the level to which this does affect people. Um, it's a great platform for a lot of conversations to be sparked. Definitely. And encourage you to spark conversations. Just go to these events and talk to people about it because, you know, just get more informed. Yeah, get get information. Get ready. Um, because, yeah, it is it is one of those things where it's like, um, with the media stuff and everything, as trans people become, become more visible in our society and in our media, it doesn't necessarily make us any safer. It just makes us recognisable. Um, sure. Like, there's I mean, a lot of really good discourse around that. Yeah. The more visible you are, the, the the more noticeable you are disappearing, I guess. Yeah. Well, people are like... People are saying kind of like visibility is a really good thing, but visibility doesn't necessarily connote acceptance. No. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. But it's, it's a really... I feel like visibility is a great step in the right direction because then at least you're acknowledged in some way. There's yeah. like an acknowledgement that this exists. So if you're visible... Yeah then there's no escaping that this is a, a real thing. And then, you know, one way or another, you kind of need to make your mind up. And, I mean, I'd hope people go the progressive route, but people are going to go either or. But, you know, visibility is a great step to a conversation. It is. It, it's a... This is... Yeah, this is another one of those times where it's, like, it's time to have a conversation, but, like, make sure you're ready to, like, I guess... Yeah, be open to that conversation and, like, prepare for it. Do a little bit of research, you know. 
educate yourself be like why you know why does this happen like learn learn yeah. your words learn some words like trans misogyny um you know like understand what that means and understand sort of what people in your life if you have trans people in your life or people in your community might be going through tomorrow and it's yeah it's a really it's i don't know it's an important day to talk about the ways in which the systems need to change like instead yeah, of so. like trans day of visibility is all about sort of being presence um which is in march so that's not quite for a while um, I'm getting excited for that. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, trans Day of Visibility. There's basically two big transgender days every year, and it's March 31st and November 20th. And tomorrow is not really about visibility or, like, the public relations side of being trans in the trans community. It's just more about, like, being with our own and um, having conversations with each other about the things that we want to see change <laughs> yeah absolutely. Um, and if you're lucky enough to sort of be privileged to listen in on one of those don't make it about you just <laughs> yeah <laughs> just listen yeah um, and buy someone a drink buy buy all your trans friends a drink tomorrow yeah, for sure. i hope you don't have like a lot like i do because <laughs> it becomes financially un- unsustainable at some uh, point um yeah as a person who isn't trans what's sort of the i mean what what would be your tips going into this like keep an open mind like what yeah i um, think go and like support it because i mean like it you can again if you're not part of the community though for a lot of people Mm. it can be really hard to make that sort of parallel connection and i feel like this could be a really powerful time for me people to like make a lot of parallel connections on this sorts of stuff what's a parallel connection um, Sorry, <laughs> just, draw, just drawing parallels between your own life and the you know the lives of others. And, yeah, you know, I feel like a lot of people really don't draw a lot of parallels with transgender people because it's it's like outside of their spectrum. Yeah, and even if they all good intentions like want to go into this, um, there's like a resistance against finding those similarities. I understand. Like, there's so much stuff that I don't understand. Like, like I. <laughs> Like I have to be an ally too sometimes, um, yeah, sure. and it's not it's not easy to like I guess get in touch with someone else's lived experience if it looks nothing like yours. But that's why um, I think all of these events have speakers um, so that people who are there who wouldn't normally go to this kind of thing can kind of get more in touch with the emotional truth of it because i think like i hate to sound cheesy about it and it's not like oh we're all human beings but there is something quite like there's there's emotional truths at the core of a lot of human suffering and i think if you can get in touch with that then you know like and not in a like consumerist like oh god i feel so sorry for you kind of way but in a if you can just get in touch with that and be like and see how easily that could be you like it's like it's the same with the marriage equality thing it's like so many i feel like so many straight people can relate because it's the behavior that they're engaging with throughout their lives yeah like it's like i plan to get married what if i couldn't get married it's like a little thought experiment that you can kind of do it's like what if i couldn't get married to the person i love well that's garbage and it's like yeah what if you couldn't use the bathroom without being yelled at like that kind of thing yeah absolutely again i think those are yeah it's important things for people to take into consideration just those little like it's a good day to find the thought experiment that works for you (laughs) yeah absolutely absolutely and um engage in that remembrance i know i'll be there tomorrow down at uh exhibition street is it uh, yeah um there's one on exhibition street um in in the city and then there's a, an event in carlton at 100 drummond street so drummond street services there cool yeah um anyway 
where that's time on that that's that's all i'm going to talk about that's that time. Um, it's, a, <laughs> it's a bloody important day guys yeah it is and um you know it'll hopefully be good this year um it's good that there were like there's no australian names to read off the list i yeah. guess um, again, that was Q Life was one eight hundred one eight four five two seven, or Beyond Blue is one three hundred two two four six three six. We're going to listen to a little tune by Two Steps on the Water called "Hold Me." And you're back on the Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation. I'm Jay. I'm here with Carlin and Amaret, and you just heard "Impossible" by Lila Foy. And before that, it was "Hold Me" for by Stu- Two Steps on the Water. Sorry, I- <laughs> beautiful Melbourne band. Um, Very there, real. yeah, and you can catch them around if you live around in Victoria. You can catch them playing gigs here. It's very good. And "Impossible" I just put in because it's. Um, from Bojack Horseman and it makes me sad <laughs> sad is a very valid emotion yeah and uh, we're here answering your questions you can catch up with us on Facebook seriously we have 997 likes you could be our thousandth like if you get on that now yeah. it's we're so close we got we've, we've gotten one three. three more it's and then we're in the, oh you're not listening to this in the car I was going to say maybe if you listen to the podcast yeah if you if you are listening to this in the car, because people drive at all times, Carlin. People don't stop driving after 8pm. That's, that's true. I mean, I know I do. Carlin does too much drive time radio. It's true. <laughs> yeah, I really do. I'm prime time, guys. Oh, yeah, okay, fine. Stop flaunting it. Um, no, we are uh, doing some more Tumblr questions right now. You can catch up with us on the Naughty Rude show.tumblr.com forward slash ask and send us an anonymous question, which we'll probably get to next week. Um, but we've just got a few more to round it out. Yeah, I like this one. Which is exciting. Uh, what's the longest dry spell you have had? Dry spell meaning... No pe- sex. ...period without sex. Two years, maybe? I don't know, a couple... Maybe a year and a half. I had... I think I spoke about this a little bit last week, but I had sex for the first time when I was 16, and then I don't think I did it again until I was, like, 18. But sure. I've had similar long periods. <clears throat> it's, like... Feast or famine in my life? <laughs> uh, <laughs> really? Like, I... Yeah. I, I go through, like, quite, you know, nine months to a year every now and again where I just don't feel like it or don't have the opportunity. Mm. And I think that's normal. Very valid. Yeah, I'm, I'm going through that now. I'm, I'm just... Nah, like, I'm just not feeling it. Like, it's don't not care. that I don't have opportunity. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm... I can easily get laid, but I just don't feel like it. It's not something that I'm, like, gagging for. And I have I have friends who are like, I can't go more than two days. And I'm like, well, okay, good for you. Like, um, don't feel that way inclined whatsoever. I was on the pill for a long time now, and I'm off that. And that really drove the sex drive down. It like, really I was never things. interested yeah. in having sex. I'm not even interested. I don't know. I've been on the pill at times and not been... Like, n- not the whole time I've been on the pill, but there's definitely been times on the pill where I haven't even been interested in... Like masturbation at all? Yeah, like, I'm just yes, like yeah, completely dead below the waist. Because it, yeah, yeah it's exactly it's a very same. strange feeling. So I'm only starting now to be like, yeah, I guess I could do some sex. Like I could go for yeah, some sex. <laughs> I could do that. That sounds alright. Yeah, like, I think there is a on the a sort of opposite end of the scale. I think there's a combined total of eight months without sex for me since I was 16. Wow, that's 
Impressive. I, I, and you are how old? I'm 23, almost 24, very close to being 24. So like five, six years of just like almost almost uh, consistent sex having. Seven or eight years at this point. Seven or eight years. I'm bad at math. <laughs> now everyone knows. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh. which is, you know, not abnormal, but... It's not something I strove for. It just sort of happened that way. Just you've been in like relationships almost the entire time you've been alive, though, yeah. right? Like <laughs> that's no, that's a hundred percent relevant and accurate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of relationships, and that sort of helps. Yeah, I I don't know. Like I spent, yeah, I think all of those times that I spent not having sex was probably like coincidental with being signal, single. Mm. Single. Well, I'm single, and I've I've like never been in a serious relationship. And I'm just like, oh, I'm not a relationship person, so it works well. And um, <laughs> so I'm just like, yeah, okay. Like, yeah, whatever. I'm sure yeah. if I was in a relationship, it would be pretty consistent, but sure. I'm just like, nah. It doesn't have to be. I don't know. I find you, you have, like, the three months at the start of the relationship where it's just, like, all of the time. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, it kind of cools down. Every every one is different. Every relationship is different. Oh, for sure. Asexual people have relationships as well. That is a thing. Yes. Um, and aromantic people have sexual relationships. That is also a thing. I think aromantic people have... I don't know. I think I think there's aromantic people who probably have, like, relationships that are maybe not necessarily, like, romantic relationships, but are committed. I don't... I, That's a I, good point. I should do I some... I should look that up. Entirely imagine so. I have no idea. I apologize to our aromantic listeners for not knowing anything. I'm going to go educate myself. Yes, this is a... See what I mean? That's what I was talking about in the last question. You don't know everything. No, I don't know no everything. Knows everything. Yeah. This is, this is look a constant discussion just between, you know, us in the studio just learning stuff the whole time we're here. Gender.wiki or something. Um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> se- Sexuality.wiki. I, I have no idea. The good um, thing is that we're all going to have something to say on the next question. We're all going to know our innermost feelings. Our partners training together at the gym, weird. Yes. Really? That's for me, yeah. I find it's it just creeps. The gym itself creeps me out, so I just don't go there. Have you but ever been? See, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've tried. I've tried to make that a thing for me to do, and it's it's not a thing. But seeing partners training at the gym, it's just like... I, I haven't done it, I, and I haven't seen it. I just joined a gym, and she really wants to go with me. That's mm. kind of nice. I it guess, is though. cute because she used to go. It's all cute, the time. but it's. Mm, 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 I mean, I just joined a gym with my closest friends, and I avoid going with them at all costs. I'm like, I just am so self-minded about. Me training too. In the gym. I don't it's want anyone self- to see me that sweaty. You know. Exactly. <laughs> it's not even that self-consciousness thing. It's just that I go there and I'm like, I just need to be really focused on me. Like I don't have the time to spend fussing about somebody else. If you want to exist in the same space and do your thing, I guess so. But. Nice. Well, I'm going to play a little tune called It Would Be Nice by UFO Go, a local band as well. We got all of the good local tunes at this end of the show. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, thank you guys so much for sending in your questions, and we will be right back after this one. It is It Would Be Nice by UFO Go. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Naughty Root Show. Popping out of the end here. That was uh, It Would Be Nice by UFO Go. Absolutely pleasant song. It's a very beautiful song. I don't know. I just like bang it all the time. <laughs> I, don't, I know not everyone shares my taste in music, but I love it. Anyway, um, that's pretty much us for the week. Any final thoughts? Um, 
Man, so many final thoughts. Um, yeah, go to Sex Play next year. Go to Trans Day of Remembrance tomorrow. Yes. Um, Just be heightened yeah. and aware. I think tomorrow is a really great day to be... Don't go down dark alleyways. Vigilant, yeah. Be good. Vigilant and... Uh, to yourself and the people around you. <laughs> Vigilant, just sorry. Love, at the end of every naughty route, I feel like it's important to just be like, just love everybody. Just really, just like... Love yourself. the front door, blow a kiss at the next person you walk past. <laughs> wink at a stranger, you know. Uh, be that weird guy in a train. Who if someone winks at me, everybody. I'm going to spit on them. No. <laughs> like, don't... Nah. No, that's not true. It's a pleasant way. How do you know the context of a wink? I disown that remark. I know the context <laughs> is the misogyny of the society that I live in. <laughs> sure. What if it was a woman? Oh, that would be fine. <laughs> but who can tell who's a woman, can't know? I'm wow. sorry. <laughs> oh, we're in deep. Like, Any the final last thoughts? Couple of minutes. That is a last yeah. final thought. Uh, I'm just going to parrot the love everyone because I think that's I think a great really final beautiful. thought to have. I'm sorry for, sorry for ruining it. <laughs> High, f- high five a stranger. And, and I'm really sad that... Just give him a high five I'm something. really sad this is like our last ep. Together. Yeah. Together, yeah. 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 But there is an episode next week. You can tune into it at 8 o'clock on Sin Nation It right will be here. like an all-new crew. I'm never going to be as I'm good as us, gonna, but, you know, I'm still okay. going to be here. <laughs> I can't get enough of it. I'll still be here. Oh, I'll be next, around. Are you next rotation? Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't miss a chance to host with Joseph again. Oh, I know. I love that boy. Oh, I love um, Joseph so much. Um, <laughs> I look forward to tuning in. I'm going to be ears to the... We're going to be going off. Uh, The podcast will be out early in the week on Omni, iTunes, Spotify, and sin.org.au. Follow us on Facebook. We are getting there, guys. We are still... Yeah, we're still... Hang on. Let me look. We're still at 997 likes. So next week, I guess we'll be celebrating 1,000 because you're going to do us proud. Um, But yeah. I'm going to create some more accounts just to like it more. Yeah. Catch up with us on Twitter at Naughty Rude and stay tuned. Uh, We're going to play a little song. What is it again? Uh... Archie Marry Me by... Is it always? I think it's always. It's always with two Vs. So see if you can figure out that. <laughs> um, I've been Jay. This is Colin and Amaret. And you yeah. are listening to The Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation. Have a really nice night. Love you all. You can listen to The Naughty Rude Show live 8 to 10 p.m. every Sunday on Sin Nation. So, so, so scandalous.